welcome to Mystic Drip. Hey, let's get right into this. Welcome back. I almost said welcome back to the God Academy, but this is not the God Academy. This is Mystic Drip. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're doing wonderfully. Wonderfully. Hmm. I wonder which one's the correct way of saying that. Today, I had a revelation. I haven't been able to podcast. I've been um, really busy. Um, so first, let me tell you what I've been busy with. And then I will tell you about a really interesting revelation that I had about my family insights. And if you have any family trauma, um, you might want to stick around because this could answer. It, it could answer something for you. I don't want to say too much because then I'll give it away. But I want to. I want to share a couple of things that are really exciting in my world. Right now, I have an epic, amazing offer. It's called the Maverick Branding Experience. This is a complete brand identity package that includes, if you have a logo, if you have something already, if you're a spiritual entrepreneur, mystic, a teacher, and you're looking to really present yourself out there in the this ascended way and and when I explain this to people they might say like ascended you're branding you know you're that's a little bit of a stretch but it's really not if you are working on your ascension on your spirituality on awakening self-realization all parts of you should be going together it would be kind of crazy to say that you have transcended um, from limitation to abundance and really not demonstrate that abundance, right? The example would be, it would be really, really crazy that you hit your first 100K and you don't then treat yourself and your brand to like something wonderful, right? So let's say that you hit 100K, you get a massage, you go out to eat, you celebrate, that feels really good for you. But we need to learn to do things like that for the, our business, for our brands, especially as mystics, because we are so, caught up we have so much of our heads in the clouds and doing the spiritual work we forget that we are also physical beings so basically the branding package is like an ascension for your brand and we work with who you are not just with what you do so that's really exciting it includes um, all the branding assets as well as an amazing epic like artistic lifestyle photo shoot that is actually priceless on its very own I just finished doing um, an album cover for a song, um, a musician. He's a jazz musician. And it was like the first time that I saw my work and I was like, okay, 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 okay. I'm ready to admit there's something really special about what I do. So if you're interested in ascension for your brand and dressing up your brand, um, go ahead and find me on Instagram. You can find me on my website at ajanis.com or Mystic. Um, I don't know if I have a, a website for this. Hmm. Maybe I don't have a website for this. So just find me on Instagram at Janice Marrero. So that's a really juicy offer. I am actually only offering five of those packages because they are very, like, they have a lot. They're co not content heavy because I'm not teaching you anything, right? We're, we're bringing your brand up to speed to your personal essential level and beyond, right? Um, but it's really just a really unique transformative experience. We also have the God Academy. And that's why I was like, hello, God Academy. But this is not the God Academy. And um, it's a going amazing, amazing, amazing. There's been some adjustments. We decided to change it from a 12-month program to a six-month program. And even that is going to get chopped off to a 90-day program. And the reason is because honestly, and this is something someone told me and I never really kind of understood or believed them up until now. They said to me, you are not a coach. You're an, activation, you're an activator. You are like your transformations are, are fast. They're 30 days. And I was like, first part of me felt sad because I was like, I am a coach. I help people. But then another part of me felt happy, relieved, because I know how quickly, uh, sorry about that, I had to get a sip of water, 
I know how quickly people can transform when we work together and the people that team up with me is that's definitely the feeling it's a teamwork your success becomes my success and something that's really important to me is you the results of your business um it actually matters very little to me if you can pay me five thousand dollars for a program and then at the end of the, the time together there's nothing to show Right. And also that's nearly impossible with someone like me because I will not let you slack as well as I only I only work with my soulmate clients. So I'm never going to attract someone who's not ready to do, you know, or at least willing to do all the things that I've done and beyond because it's it's a frequency thing. It's an energetic thing. So those are two really amazing programs that you might want to reach out about. The God Academy is running the second um, round. Probably in the next few weeks, we are going to start advertising again for the God Academy, given all the successes of the women in the program, all the things that they share with me. Some of the things that they've shared with me uh, privately has been confidential contracts. They have gotten um, work opportunities, connections with celebrities, um, um, promotions in their business, in their jobs, starting new, maybe not starting new businesses, but finally saying yes and pressing go and really going for the business, the dreams, the money. I actually had a, a client in the God Academy reach out to me. She's like, I don't want to say too much. And I was like, that's okay. Your, your secret safe with me. I do not encourage you to really talk too much about the things that are still formulating. Hold on to the energy. What we call that <laughs> energetic erection, right? That stamina to be able to just hold your power and not necessarily give it away by sharing it with too many people until it's the right time. And so, so she shared um, with me, she's like, something's happening I'm getting this promotion. The potential for income is incredible. And it's, I don't want to say too much. And I was like, I will take that. I will take that. And I'm holding space for um, best possible outcome. Um, I had another person in the God Academy reach out and say, oh my God, I suddenly am very well connected. I am in this environment where... I'm directly connected to someone who's directly connected to a celebrity and these bands and there's going to be this big event and I'm going to be a part of it and you know and it's it's just like I can get all these people that I know involved maybe even you can get involved and but it's completely confidential so don't tell anybody (laughs) I'm like okay I won't I won't say anything but I said some things now but you don't know who I'm talking about so it doesn't matter and I mean, really big news. I'm actually even making it sound even less than what it really is. Right now, working on an album cover for a musician who is stoked about the work that we're creating together. What else? Uh, got a new client for. Oh, wait, what am I talking about? I feel like suddenly I'm just giving out an announcement. All right, I'll share this and then I'll go into the topic. Um, I got a new client. She is a phenomenal artist. She is a phenomenal artist. And she's got a show coming up. Oh, my God, is it this weekend? If it's this weekend, I got to get tickets. (laughs) I want to definitely go support her, go see her. Um, She is basically doing her whole entire, I'm coming out as a full-time artist and mystic and I am thrilled to be working together we are going to be working in the maverick experience branding her in a way that is not like oh unique and different and no it's a piece she is a, a working art she's an artist and she is the art she is the masterpiece. So I can't, I am excited about playing with all these projects. It's all really good. So anyways, uh, water break. If you are inspired to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook or my website at Janice Marrero. Okay. So today, I, as I was sitting and doing my spiritual work early in the morning, 
I started to um, analyze a few things that have been going on in my life. And my brother is here visiting from Puerto Rico. And I haven't seen my brother in about six years. So it's really cool to see him and see how we've grown, how we've changed, and actually be involved um, with him and his art projects. He is a musician, he's an artist, so this has been it's just been really cool. But because he is my brother, it has also um what is it? What's the word? It has brought up or it, it is, is surfaced some of my childhood things. Um, I live in Los Angeles, California. My family is primarily in New York and Puerto Rico. Um, so I am the only one of my family members that I know that is all the way out here on the West Coast. Now, on my, my partner, my boyfriend, he has his mother and his dad here on the, on the, on the West Coast. And his brother, and so, and he has more family around Denver, which is maybe like a two-hour flight um, to Colorado. So we have more access to my boyfriend's family than mine. And obviously, when you're all the way in Puerto Rico and the Caribbean, you have to fly to probably Miami and New York, and from there go, you know to the middle of the country to find your way all the way to the west coast so it's it's a hike and so as I've been thinking a lot about my brother and working with him I've been thinking a lot about our parents because my family is not here I'm primarily just like on my own with my little family I have my kids my partner and so the interesting thing is that, you know, it's there's this thing called like out of sight, out of mind. Sometimes the reason that I actually there's a new a new mini program that I'm running that I didn't tell you about. It is all about money mindset and <laughs> not really the mindset part. It's more on a spiritual practice um, and it's called surrender and it's releasing your resistance to money. And that program came about because when you start to make more money in larger amounts, more and more and more and more money quickly, pay in fulls, you will experience things that you have not thought about experiencing simply because you're just not in the situation. So if you're interested in that program, it's only $333 is a steal. And we, I will not be running it again. So this is the only chance and opportunity to jump on it. And what I mean by not running it again is I might, I will not be running it again, um, maybe as an individual uh, program. So it will be $555 for the replays. The live round is only 333 Why? It's because your presence there in the program actually makes a hum humongous difference um, when it comes down to coaching and sharing um it really it really makes a difference that you're there and that you're present and that you bring your questions that you bring your your issues you bring everything to the table because we can address it on a recorded message a lot of people will tell you like it's the same power da, da, da. only reason they're saying that is because um they want you to buy the program <laughs> let's just be real the reality is that the energy is relatively unchangeable, right? It's it's like, but the issues that you get to address while you're in the live call and get your questions answered actually matter. So for example, if I hear a meditation or I hear a, a recorded call from someone and I wasn't there, I'm just a spectator kind of listening in. Am I going to learn and grow? Yes, absolutely. Without a doubt, that's who I am. But being in that in the actual physical sense, in that present moment, you have different availability. It is different. Um, maybe, and 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 I'm telling you the truth because some people would tell you the potency is the same. It doesn't matter, and that's true depending on their program. What I'm saying is for this particular program, surrender. It's the, the power is going to be from you being there present. Okay, it's only three hundred and thirty-three dollars.
dollars it is a steal so if you want to join on that you only actually have a few more days because we start next week on the 18th i believe uh, water break and um in, in case you're nervous about like oh well what if i can't make it to the re to the live round the thing is this they will be the calls will be re uh, recorded and if you sign up now for the 333 and for some reason you can't attend the live calls you will still have the recordings and they will still be addressing all the issues and you will still be getting all the processes um so you can actually just get in for the price reduction because if you buy it later as a recording it will be more um but also you will have access to me right through a chat during these um these uh couple of sessions is 12 sessions and so you can still get your questions asked right so don't worry about that if you're concerned about that um that that entire mini program came about because of being in a new situation so what i re i referenced that because i hadn't been around my family the last time i saw my family was for my sister's wedding which was in december i think november december last year i don't even remember but that's the last time so being around my brother brings up like you know we're speaking spanish we're eating spanish food um talking about life and talking about family so it brings up that my environment has changed so it has brought up a whole different set of thoughts beliefs ideas that i've i'm working through thinking about realizing this week that i didn't have last week last week i was dealing with more of the prosperity i was dealing with more of the influx of income and also full transparency making a big bold move around my company and investing for the first time um not the first time actually it's not the first time but it is the first time that i invest in such a high high investment for like a 30 day program where normally I would be okay spending maybe a little bit high of investment for like a long term program like a year program. Okay. Nonetheless, let's talk about what I'm really talking about. The environment. So has because my environment changed and it's not that your environment is like my house is different. No. It could it could be sim simply you have new company in your house right um that's the situation my brother is here and i'm so grateful and it's been such a wonderful unique and powerful experience but today i i my meditation not that i haven't meditated but i haven't been really doing it with this conviction and devotion and i've been distracted even if i sit down to do it my mind's a little bit like oh my god a lot of um i've had to sort out things with my son and his school so life continues to happen and now my environment is slightly different which has given it's literally open pandora's box and all these fears thoughts ideas that are in alignment on around right the resonance of my family and my upbringing they're now in my face so today um Yesterday I I took a little bit of time and I told everybody I said, "Hey, I'm meditating for an hour. I don't want to be disturbed." And I locked myself in the, my office and I spent some time um breathing and meditating. And then today I woke up and did an early meditation right on the bed and then went to my office. And I I you know, life happens and we're not going to beat ourselves up. But I realized that I have to be more intentional, more devoted, more disciplined when life gets chaotic because normally what we want to do is drop everything. When life gets chaotic, 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 chaotic. When life gets chaotic and busy and different, it doesn't have to be like a huge thing. 
Um, we also had my son's birthday party, which was, you know, lots of people and kids. And we're just still in that state of like stuff, doing stuff primarily around family. So when you are doing things for others, especially a mom, always doing things for others, um, you get exhausted in a different way too because you're just like, it's not that you want to put yourself last. It's not like you want to deprioritize yourself. Um, it's just that it just seems utterly ridiculous to not take care of the family if the family needs you. Um, I was hearing someone that they said um, that you got to put yourself first in your life. You you know, just you got to be first. And she said something about like, you got to tell the kids like, sorry, but I can't deal with you right now. I need 30 minutes. I need to put themselves first. And I understand that. And let me tell you something. That is a lot of cultural stuff. I'm not going to get into race because that would be a whole. But a lot of cultural stuff. There's a lot of things that white people do that me as a Hispanic mom I absolute no-nos. Now, I'm speaking from the perspective of my partner is a white father. He is my partner. And he, the way he parents, it's different than the way I parent. So when I see a white father or a white mother say, like, I don't do this with my kids. That's very cultural. It's not necessarily that that's the way to do it. You know, I was raised in a very strict home by my standards, by my Hispanic cultural standards. You know, I'm American. <laughs> like, oh, like whitewashed, right? Um, so sometimes we have to listen to what people share and with a grain of salt. I also heard someone else talking about like people pleasing. And I'm like, I love people pleasing. And she's like, oh, do you mind explaining what you mean? I was like, yes, I love to make people feel good and to please them in every way. And when they come and she's like, but do you find that you do that at the expense of you? I'm just like, look, you're not, you're not getting the sarcasm, right? When people talk about people pleasing, when others, sometimes they very much, they're often referring to codependency. Okay. You know, Pleasing, pleasing people is part of your business if you're a service provider. <laughs> um, so the terminology sometimes gets a little bit wonky. But I'm just like, you mean codependency. Pleasing people, people pleasing and codependency are not the same thing. I think that when we try to dumb the word down, like it's like codependency, like people pleasing. Sometimes we, re, you know... We dilute also the strength of what something really is and how important it is to get rid of it. People pleasing doesn't sound as threatening or as harsh as codependency. It sounds legit. It sounds like something's fucking wrong with you. It's like um, I had a friend. He was a graphic designer when I was a photographer at Target. Yes, yes, I was a photographer at Target. Um, and I remember he said that some that in his community... Um, people would say he's got the sugars and I was like the sugars he's like yeah they have diabetes they'd be like he's got the sugars I was like that makes it sound almost cool yeah man he got the sugars <laughs> like it does not sound life-threatening it doesn't sound like they're gonna end up cutting your feet if you don't fucking handle that okay so you guys have a reference of my mindset <laughs> when because my family is here I have my family's issues come up sometimes the, the, the power that you have is in the moment but if you never put yourself in the environments to elicit to elicit those very fearful things that need to come up to be seen let the monster out because you can slay that monster once you see him but if you're sitting in the dark blindfolded in the dark trying to feel your way you need the power that comes from shining the light on the issue, right? So you can see it. That means that simply means awareness around the issue. So as I'm sitting here today doing my practices, I had this thought because I hear from my my father was a physically abusive father. Um, he was unpredictable and pretty sure had a drug addiction not necessarily like a street drug but like he was a pharmacist so I think he would um, definitely 
stick his hand in the cookie jar periodically. And I always notice that outside of me, I am the only one that's not like this. Um, my, my father gets a lot of like compassion and sympathy. Now, if you meet my dad, my dad is like confusing in a way because he seems like a very happy person and he's always making jokes, but he, it's always very like mean and sarcastic and like offensive and derogatory. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, he's like drinking, laughing, having a good time, but he's like mean and kind of always like fight like always like in the sense of fighting like ah, i don't give a fuck like like you know he doesn't if he's driving he won't let people cut in and if somebody cuts him off he'll get road rage um my mom actually can't stand him and it's it's hard for the for the kids i say that like i'm not the kid <laughs> but my dad is my stepdad so i also maybe perhaps feel a slight disassociation with him like he's not my biological father now if you want to know about my biological father my biological father is past I've never met him and he was a drug addict when he was um, when he was with my mother so you see that my mom like we can make some assumptions here we can assume that my we can assume that my mom has some self-esteem issues because of the men that she attracted right okay so as I'm sitting here thinking about my brother, because we've shared and talked about some, some interesting things, some intimate things, and I think about, I started to get really sad, and I started to feel a lot of compassion for my brother, and I decided that I wasn't going to, to judge him. I wasn't going to judge him. I wasn't going to say like, oh, he's a little crazy or, or, you know, like the stuff that we say in my family, there's always like a weird, like gossipy thing that we do is that, you know, we like talk about each other. And I know like in Italian families, it's the same. It's like, oh my God, have you heard about so-and-so? And oh my God, guess what's happened with so-and-so? I feel like that's also cultural. Um, I say that because... Um, there's this Italian uh, comedian. What's his name? God, please remind me. Anyways, he's an Italian comedian. And he was saying that his his wife's family is like Jewish, right? And he is Italian. And that the culture is completely different. And then when he's with family, they're all like gossiping and talking about each other. And and in her family, everybody's so polite and proper. Nobody talks about anything wrong. They're like, everything's great. <laughs> And I was just like, Italians and Puerto Ricans are very similar. Maybe it's because Span it's Spaniards, right? Spanish and the Italians are very similar. And then, you know, Spain conquered Puerto Rico. So we have all that European influence. But anyways, I'm sitting here and I started to get really sad. And I even talked to my partner about it. I was just like, you know, my, my dad did a number on us started to just get really into the story really into the pain of like man like just really thinking in a negative way about my life and my brothers and sister and I thought suddenly it's like why am I feeling this way why am I sad and I realized it was just because I was judging I was judging my father. I was judging my brother. I was in judgment. So I, I started to make a decision. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to judge him. And I have to, I have had to do it with conscious awareness. And when I get into that judgment place, I breathe into it. I release it. I let go of it. And approach it from a different perspective. I start looking at like, you know what? This is really cool. That is here, da 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 da. We're sharing, we're eating together. But today, I sat down and I thought, I don't understand the obsession with my dad. I feel like my brothers have so much sympathy for him. One of my brothers takes him around Europe and pays for everything. My sister refers to my dad like, oh, poor dad. And when I look at that, I just think of like such a mean person who is not powerless. 
who has money and who's has I think a relatively good life from what I know you know like I just see just a person I, I could in my judgmental part I'm like a person who has no reason to be so upset but he had a lot of abuse in his childhood I mean obviously right but I still kept thinking what is it that my dad has or does that actually elicits all this sympathy and compassion from my brothers when he's been horribly abusive. Um, he was physically abusive to me. Now, when my little brothers, they turned, I think it was 12 and 13, they went to live with dad. So I don't know because my mom and my dad split up. Um, so I don't know if they experienced any physical abuse, but certainly emotional abuse, neglect, just, and I was telling my partner, I was like, it's so important that you don't try to be little Jesse, my son's friend. I need, he needs a father and he certainly needs a, a father that's not an alcoholic. Like he needs a good father. I feel like nowadays men are so, they need so much help right you know like even with the, the with the issues of like abortions why would a man a, a, a man a confident man a man of power a man that knows he's what like the the alpha not the alpha like alpha male but like the alpha in society the, being a man even if you're of an ethnic uh, you know um culture or whatever just being a man is this higher position in the hierarchy of humanity. And when I look about or look around the world with wars and hate and problems and men taking rights away from women as if we were property and not humans, um, violence. And the other day I saw um, a report that said 90, I don't know, 95%, a very high percentage of murders and crimes are all committed by men you have some fucking piece of shit guy who's like what about women excuse me what about women it's like dude what about women did you see the statistics 95 percent of fucking murders and crimes are committed by the males we need to start looking at what is the messages that we're sending men what are men telling each other that is just not working and I was really falling into the story of my dad not being a good dad. And that's why my brothers are fucked up. That's why my eye was fucked up. And also, you know, I don't stay in those low vibrations too long. But I was also starting to feel so grateful for the life that I have. The partner that I have. Who is not perfect, but is a great dad. Um, and a great provider. And a great partner. And I just started to feel really lucky for me. But then that creates that really weird internal uh, like, way of feeling. Like I'm really happy. I'm really proud of myself. I've come a long way. But I'm really, really sad for my family who's still really struggling. Emotional abuse, you know, physical abuse and emotional abuse. Some people really do not qualify emotional abuse as significant. But it is. It just changes the potential in a person. And anyways, when I went to the school, I had to go to the school to deal with the bully situation with my son's school. One of the things that I was adamant about, I was like, I am not interested in making my son a tough guy that needs to come to school and stand up for himself. If he is crying, I want him to not be dismissed because boys need to be soft and tender and gentle instead of you know tough him tough him up tough him up um i find out that my my brothers they've all experienced this weird neglect i didn't have a father but they had a friend my dad was their friend and i don't necessarily see that as a benefit now do i believe in karma and patterns and all that stuff yes not necessarily wanting to really blame my brothers or my dad for anything. I'm just kind of explaining to you the mindset of like what I've been processing. So as I'm processing, like I don't understand this obsession with my dad. 
I asked myself, you know, talking to myself, talking to spirit, what does he, what does he have that makes my brothers and my sister want to feel bad for him and have so much compassion and want to be with him? It's, it's really perplexing to me. And this is what spirit said. You guys are ready? He said, non-judgment. And it suddenly unlocked inside of me. And then I thought about my mom. And I consider my mom a very judgmental person. Maybe one of the most judgmental people I've ever met. And I realized that even though she wasn't the one that was abusing us and physically hitting us and calling us names... She was doing her best, but she was judgmental, and we can feel her judgment. You can feel it. You can feel the disappointment. And that, I understand why then being around my father is actually more attractive, why it's actually easier. There's things that my brothers can tell my dad that, that they cannot tell my mom. Ah, thank you. Thank you, sweetie. You're welcome. Hey, um, I had to um, handle some things, so I'm back. <laughs> I know that to you, it's, there's no difference, but I was gone for a few minutes. Um, so what I was saying is there's things that my brothers can tell my dad that they can never tell my mom. And... I even was confronted with my own thoughts about how accepted do I feel by mom. I don't necessarily have too much of a care if if I'm accepted by that. Um, I had to do a lot of healing work around, you know, just forgiving my dad for just being abusive. I had to forgive him more for being abusive to my siblings and for myself because, you know... That's how we, we often feel so much worse for others than ourselves, but we all experienced it. But it, it's really confronting to think of how being a judgmental person actually puts this barrier, this wall between you and the people you love and the people that you care about. And the reality is that if I didn't do the work that I do on a daily basis, especially because this the spiritual work that I do and the processes, the systems, the thoughts, ideas, the ideology, all these things that I work with um, have brought me to this place of understanding others. Um, it's not easy. And we have so much understanding for strangers and for people. And let me connect this even further to a show that I was watching. So there's a show that I'm watching and I'm not going to tell you the name of the show because I don't, this is going to be like a spoiler. So if, if I don't tell you the name of the show, then you won't know what I'm talking about. But, um, <laughs> spoiler alert, but the, I, I was watching the show last night with my daughter. My brother's cooking. My, my man is, what is he doing? He was working, little Jesse's around the house and uh, my daughter comes home and we're just like, oh my God, let's go watch the show. Let's watch the new episode. So we sit on the bed and we're just like, ah, oh, like, let's watch it. It's so crazy. And the entire time, the, the, one of the main characters, which is a therapist, um, he's having this imaginary conversation with a therapist, with another therapist, but it's all happening in his mind because he is actually a, a prisoner and he can't go anywhere. So all he has really is his thoughts, um, his knowledge in psychiatry, I suppose. And, um, you know, just like that whole survival part, the survival mechanism part. And in one of the parts, he is really angry at his son, really angry at his son, really just disappointed. Just felt that he was really like, like hurtful, hurtful towards his the family and went against their their beliefs in a way and you know just chose a different lifestyle and 
the father, the man that's in prison, who's having this imaginary conversation with the therapist, is all happening in his head. He has a realization that he's had more compassion for his patients that are sometimes, you know, really sick people. They have OCDs and whatever. Um, in the in this in this scenario, in this scenario, he was talking about having more compassion for a killer than for his own son. So he brought himself through a series of asking himself questions and analyzing and using his knowledge. And he's also uh, very spiritual. So this is a therapist who has a strong spiritual um, foundation and belief system. So all these things are coming together. And this is how the mind helps us survive, right? So he's in this problem. He can't escape. He's using his imagination to survive. And he realizes and recognizes that the reason his son has been against him and has made maybe even choices that are like extreme has simply been because he just never approved of him he just never let him and when he let him do it he's like oh okay do whatever you want it was always from this judgmental more condescending you know perspective and a really cool turning point in the show is that this gave this gave him a reason to live. He's like, I can't die here and not let my son know that I'm so sorry for making him feel like that, for judging him, you know. And so it's so, it like comes full circle that that's exactly the situation I find myself, you know, when it comes to like my family, just like that perspective of like, oh my God. Now, is it my, my mom or my dad having the realization? No, it's me. But we know that we heal our generations forwards and backwards. So I don't have to worry about my mom actually doing the work. I know that me doing the work is enough. I think that we often, we find a good thing. Like we find a good system. We find a good program. And our very nature, our very desire is to go and tell people about it. Like, hi, I found this meditation. It's amazing. You should do it. And we should be more self-centered, right? We should be more focused on like, I found a meditation I like, let me do it. Let me practice this. Let me squeeze out every juicy put benefit um, instead of just not even before you have an active practice and an active relationship with, with practices and beliefs that we're already preaching it and telling other people how to be better, you know? Um, so the moral of the story, right? It all boils down to, your inner self speaks louder. It speaks louder. So while my, my dad might have been someone who had a bad temper, who was physically and emotionally abusive, or who maybe had an addiction, he didn't have maybe that same judgmental space within himself than my mom. And my mom, who is kind and gentle and very religious, and very proper and, and educated and funny. Mean, meanwhile, all that, she's very judgmental. So it really made me think about how your inner self speaks so much louder and how much more important that is. And so living judgment-free is like the ultimate freedom. And so some of the work that I do is do we all want to have money? Yeah, we all do. But it's just kind of becoming a boring, a boring conversation because it's so much more. It's becoming a boring conversation because when you realize that your thoughts are actually communicating to others, um, you have to either stop thinking negative thoughts about others or you have to just stop being around others. I realize that there's a few people in my life that I'm super nice and polite to, but I have a negative idea of them, a negative story. And I had to confront myself. I had to just be like, you know what? Every time you talk to this person, the whole fucking time you're judging her. The whole time. That cannot feel good because you know exactly what that, that feels like. And in a world when a man can punch a, a young girl out like my dad did to me or my mom you know hurt me through judgment and feeling um, um making me feel inferior with her judgment in a world where all that stuff exists we have to finally understand 
that your inner life, your inner reality is actually shaping not only like the physical things you experience, but how other people experience you. Do you want to be the person with a nice pedigree, with a nice resume, with the nice clothes, with the right hair? Do you want to be that person and then secretly just be like, I can't stand anybody. And just like be that person that makes everyone just feel bad and judged. Now, I'm also not suggesting that you should be an abuser that is just judgmental free. What I'm suggesting is that you, ha- you take the opportunity that to, to solidify the structures that are going to be able to help you work through these situations. Your life is going to change. Your environment's going to change. Things are going to happen. Unexpected things are going to happen. And they're going to give rise to some of the deepest wounding within. And so for those people, I have a couple of these clients who feel like, oh my God, I just have so much to heal and so much to heal and so much to heal. It's like, first of all, that's a terrible story to keep telling yourself. And the reality is that you cannot just heal everything from the mountaintop. Meaning, you can't just be in your apartment. You can't just be in your house. You can't just be in your home meditating your problems away. Because the moment your environment changes, let's say that you want more money and you get this opportunity, you get this job that pays really well and everything's awesome and you love it. It is not until you're in the job and start to experience the job, the people, what it's like to wake up to the alarm. What do you need to do to prepare for work and what the work entails? It is not until you're in the job that the you have the opportunity. You're in the right environment for certain things to trigger, for certain things to come up. And the thing is that most of us, we all put ourselves into, we ask God for something, we get it. And then when we're in that situation, we're triggered all over the place. So naturally our default is to go back, right? So we quit our jobs or lose the job. We go back to what feels a little bit more normal. So your nervous system is not like freaking out, right? But the reality is that until you put yourself in that environment, you're not going to elicit you're not going to elicit the right things that need to be healed. So had my brother not come in, I had not, would not be thinking about this right now, would not be doing work around this right now, would not re- recognize that judgment, that the judgment that was behind it all was actually the, you know, the, the implication is that if someone's physically and um, emotionally abusive, that they're at fault, but that we now can understand that even someone that's judgmental even that someone that's looking at you um, in a way that makes that person seem inferior or crazy or weird all that stuff actually creates the friction and the issues and the relationship now you can be yourself and without judgment and even on the worst case scenario that you could be an asshole abusive person but maybe you're not judgmental and you still have so many friends and so many relationships. You could be somebody else like me. <laughs> and, you know, I, we, we're the product of our family. So we just learn these things about ourselves and heal them and clear them. But you could be a very judgmental person and walk around and instead of doing good, you're just making people feel bad. And you don't know that you're even doing it just because you're judging them. So that is the message for today. So remember that when you are judging someone, you're judging a story and the story is not real, right? When I'm just like, my dad's an abuser, right? If I hang on too much to that story, but that story is not real. The reality is that my dad is the divine and that in the infinite mercy, he, he volunteered to play a role to play a character for my benefit and when you can make that switch right you will really really understand ascension and god and oneness and with that let me once again invite you to the god academy the god academy is an extraordinary place where you can solidify your spiritual world your spiritual world your inner foundations um, all based on metaphysics and spiritual truths This is not about opinions. This is about 
the truth, right? The truth will set you free. So we, we lead with that. And it is really, truly a transformative um, program that will help you solidify all the things inside. So when you are presented with these changes and shifts in environment, you know exactly what are the processes to heal that thing that comes up. The healing can only happen. Healing, um, transcendence, shifting, all that stuff can only happen in the present moment. I hear stories, people, even within my clients, they're like, oh, I'm not ready, but whenever I'm ready someday. Whenever I hear anyone that's whenever I'm ready someday person, um, I immediately think two things. Sure. Okay. No problem. Your journey is yours. And then I think, wow, they may never reach it. I I saw a, a quote, a post that somebody said, sometimes later becomes never. And it's so simple, but it's so true. How many times have you said, I'm going to buy this for myself later? I said that to myself. I'm like, I'm going to treat myself to the Ritz for a dinner and I'm going to take myself out on a date and then haven't done it. Right? We break our promises to ourselves so easily. The God Academy is a place for you to build the strongest foundational, most powerful structure, internal structure. Um, that is responsible for what I call the Midas touch, right? Meaning everything you touch turns to gold. Everything you do prospers because you will be in the God frequency. The God frequency, it is the void of desire. It is the void of, you know, that difference. That's oneness, non-duality. It is the void of everything and anything that you imagine in this frequency. It is possible for you. So wishing you a lot of love and success and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Just before you leave, I want to tell you a little bit about me. I am a Puerto Rican mother of three. I run my own business. I'm an artist, a coach, a mentor, a photographer, creative director, and so many other things. I want to let you know what I do. I help mystics attune to the highest potential without needing to be a saint and without sacrificing who you are. I help you hold your standards and your values, and I help you experience more ecstasy bliss, euphoria, and an orgasmic life using the ecstatic alchemy method so that you can manifest in a constant state of awe and experience an orgasmic life that blows your mind every single day.